Welcome, welcome to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. We are rekindling a spirit of hope and truth in the discussion. Lately, we've been uh, talking about war, but now we're going to get off that subject here. We're going to talk about the prayer of Jabez. What is that? It's just a couple little verses in the book of First Chronicles, and it is powerful. So we're going to talk about that. Let me read it to you. It is First Chronicles 4.10. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me. It would keep me from evil and that I may not cause pain. That's the whole That's prayer. It. That's it? That's the whole prayer. But you have, you have, you know the background on this character named Jabez. Yeah. Uh, his, his name is kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So this little book is literally a little book. It's a little book. It's probably, I don't know, three inches by three inches. Okay, it's a little book. Oh. It's like a d- little devotional thing. Okay. Um, and it was written by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson. He's the president of uh, Walk Through the Bible Ministries. Oh, yeah. And he takes readers through this little First Chronicles 4.10 to discover how to release God's miraculous power, is what he says, and experience the blessings of God that God longs for each of us. And you go, what? In one verse? That's it? The life of Jabez, one of the Bible's most overlooked heroes, is what the, I'm just reading what it says, um, one of the overlooked heroes of faith, burst from an unbroken pages of the genealogies uh, in this audacious four-part prayer. Four-part prayer that brings extraordinary measure of divine favor, anointing, and protection. Okay, there you go. So, the rest of it I'm going to just tell you by what I remember about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, the... So, his name. So, his name is Jabez, okay? And his mother, when he was... Uh, born was a pain in the ahana. I mean, he was just, <laughs> she had a lot of pain. Yes. Okay. And I'm not talking about just the normal pain. She suffered greatly. Okay. okay. And so when he was born, she decided to name him Jabez, which basically means painful. The one who gives me <laughs> the pain. The one who gives me pain. Right? Something like that. Yes. And so he grows up with that understanding that he's a, he's a problem. Mm. Not necessarily wanted. He must not have, you know, uh, I really gave my mom a hard time. I didn't mean to. Didn't even realize it. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. So when he gets wise enough, old enough, mature enough to find God and make a request to God, that's what he says. Oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. He's not talking about being a uh, a capitalist. Just no. can I can I have a place to hang out there? I don't bother anybody. I don't mm. want to hurt anybody. I don't want to be a pain to anybody. Uh, that your hand would be with me. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that you'd just you know as long as I'm asking, can you keep me from evil, so that I don't cause pain. Mm. That's his entire prayer. That's it. And the next verse, which is really cool, and God granted him his request. Wow. He he prays one prayer, and God answers that. And the next verse is something else. We're off to something else. That's the the first and the last year of this Jabez guy. And you go, Wow. So, how 
does that act, you know, how does that work, right? And so, so I read this Bible, I read this verse a long time ago. Somebody turned me on to the Jabez prayer, and I read it, and I read his little commentary in it that explains how the how, how these four parts come together to be a highly effective, very powerful, blessing anointed, uh, magical kind of a uh, a secret. Hmm. right that hmm. you can use and i said huh okay i read it took me about 10 minutes <laughs> literally i <laughs> uh, then I had to ponder it for a couple weeks because it was weird but what it does is so what i want to share is a testimony about this particular prayer of jabez yeah so yeah. some of the things that uh you need to start with i think are some of the positive reminders so what's god brought you through so far Right in Jabez's world, oh, yeah. I, I, I came through a, a lot of bad stuff. Apparently, mm -hmm. I was a bad guy. I really messed up my mom, and so. But you can look at that and go, "Well, thank you for that remembrance, Lord." So I wrote down, "God has brought us through so much," meaning my wife and I. Hmm. And I have a whole list. I'm not going to name them here, but there's a whole list of things that we caused a lot of pain on. We went through a lot of pain. We went through a lot of trial and tribulation during the course of our life, mm -hmm. and we ca all came through them. They all seem like they were life ending. Yeah. His season ending. And don't we all have setbacks and Every, trials? Everyone. And, you know, everybody. Maybe poverty or whatever. Yeah. Out of money, take my house, take my car, take my wife. Yep. You know, yep. Um, lose my job. Whatever. Lose my job. Uh, and so the list just gets going longer and longer. And we also, I personally had a lot of life saving events. Fell off a mountain once. Mm. I uh, got run over by a car once. Um, I oh. mean, so a lot of weird things that happened in my life. Devil was trying to take not, you out. Well, I don't know. Or either I was, shouldn't have been riding a bicycle in the middle of the street. I wasn't in the middle of the street. <laughs> I got run over by a guy making a bad turn. But I mean, it's just a lot of stuff, right? And I went, wow, I, he's actually brought me through a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And and what are you blessed with? So in my particular case, I was I wrote down, I was blessed with a biblical upbringing. My parents were biblical. They went to church. Uh, so I was blessed for that. You didn't have that. I did. Um, blessed with a wife. Blessed with awesome kids. Great wife. You know? Uh, so I don't, there's no arguments in my house. Yeah, yeah. Never were growing up. Not one was Lutheran. The other one was Catholic. <laughs> or one was saved and the other one not. Yeah. We all, we were both believers. So our kids now will be able to look back and go, they grew up in a blessed uh, Bible teaching house. Yeah. These are good uh, things to remember. Yeah, yeah. These are good things to remember. Uh, so I personally believe he provides a means to support all of our endeavors. This is God now. Yeah. I believe as a testimony that God will provide a means for us to support all of our endeavors, including our passions and desires. So it's not just a job. Yeah, yeah. It's not just that. If you want more, he will give you more. As a matter of fact, to whom much is given, much, much more is, is required. Right. So if somebody says, Wow, you're just you're just greedy. No, I'm trying to be biblical. I want mull <laughs> so I can get some mull, but I'm going to be held accountable for what I'm given. Right. I, I want the responsibility for crying out loud, right? That's that's the big difference. So here's my personal testimony that supports this statement about how God will support you. Sometime, Mark, in the mid mid twenty nineteen, I started praying this Jabez prayer again with uh quite a bit of fervor. I did it like twenty years ago and then I started all over again in twenty nineteen. 
I was just emerging from a major setback from a large contract job that I held. It was a big seven-digit deal. And I was nearing 60, and at the odds, uh, and the odds of actually securing an equally high-paying, miraculous deal like that job that I had Pretty thin. Um, was thin to slim to not existing, especially when employers were not even interested in hiring seasoned people. With gray hair. With gray hair, but that knew how to do stuff, right? Those jobs were scarce, if non, non-existent, especially if you went in and says, yeah, I'm going to uh, ask for so much money right? because I'm such a seasoned, gray-haired old dog, yeah. but I'm not willing to travel, and I'm not going to do this, and I'm not going to stay over the weekend, and, and I'm not going to be gone that much from my family. Well, you know, you just limited your opportunities of getting something down to zero. Um, So as I wrestled to simply accept my lot in life, slow down my role and just go, you know what? Uh, I'm going to have to rethink uh, future earnings and my potential. Mm -hmm. I decided to focus on this strange, short, simple, but powerful prayer. And I said, my territory and influence, what does that mean? That's your job. That's -hmm. where you hang out. That's what you do. Right? It's your boundaries, it's, yeah. It's your space. It's where right? you live. Had significantly diminished, right? I mm-hmm. was a globetrotter, right. literally. But nonetheless, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Okay? So, to be completely transparent, I had gone from a corporate communications officer, now you know the story better than the folks on the other side, at a financial investment firm to, you ready for this? Slinging butter and stocking freezers from 4 a.m. to 1 p.m., at my local Walmart. That's what I did. Wow. So you went from the one percenter down to the 99 percenter. I, I, I think I was less than 99 percent. I was, I was low, I was low totem pole, but you, so you talk about humbling and a fall from grace, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was, it was different. Well, God right? likes humility though. I learned a lot about humility that I don't like it at all. Yes. You but, don't like you know, it. No, I don't like it, uh, <laughs> but I did it. Right, And I didn't grumble really through it because I decided this is my lot. I had gotten to that place in the prayer that said, you know, just bless me somehow, Lord. I'm grateful for this stupid job at four o'clock in the morning to one. Nobody knows me here. Mm -hmm. They don't know my history and they're not gonna. And as soon as I'm done with here and check out, I'll get in my car and I'll try to make a couple bucks do an Uber. And nobody knows me there either. And so that's where my head was at. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I, it was a humble thing. And yeah. I would say enlarge my territory. Like, can I get a dollar more, maybe an hour? I didn't need a dollar more. I needed thousands of dollars more an hour to, <laughs> to, 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 to come back to, you know, where I was. Right? But in late 2019, I landed a job at an emerging company down in Denver that paid four times as much as Walmart. Now, that's not a lot, but it was four times as much as Walmart. Right. And it was a corporate job, and I actually got to wear my suit again and, and get my shoes out and, oh, you know, comb mm-hmm. my hair. It looked good again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get it all together, right? <laughs> uh, but in January 2020, we all know what happened there. Um, that was the beginning of the, of the end, right, for COVID. For COVID, um, yeah. And while I was driving down to work, so now I went back into my notes. Remember the other day I said, you keep notes of things you pray for? Yeah, keep a journal. And go back and look, because you will find out things have gotten answered. So that happened. That's why I'm sharing this testimony with you today and with everybody else. In January the 8th, January the 8th of 2020, I had an entry that I had an epiphany that God had answered my prayer of Jabez. 
And uh-huh. here it is. Yeah. Here it is. So in January, while driving to work, I realized that God had answered my Jabez prayer. He had increased my territory and my influence. I was now calling on corporations again, selling them whatever the company had, and people were listening to me, and I was managing a couple. You know, that was what I was doing. I was no longer limited to the wall, uh, the Walmart butter aisle. But I was calling on companies seeking the services of the new employer, once again free to build relationships and expand my territory, increase my influence, share my encouragement, joy, peace, wisdom, word of God, whatever, anybody that crossed my path instead of just the people looking for uh, margarine. Right. I, I had a bigger audience. And I realized it driving down. And I went, thank you, Jesus. Right. But to be completely honest, I hated this particular job. Mm. Right. Besides the hour commute each way. Uh, it turned out not to be what they pitched. So they hired me to be a manager and run to kind of help grow it. It wasn't that. It was dialing for dollars and trying to get people jobs. Hmm. Right? It was recruitment, creative services kind of a thing. And I had a background in that. And so it was different than I thought. And it turned out that uh, I didn't like it. And so when COVID hit, uh, they closed the office and told everybody, work. well, at first they told everybody, work from home. And I went, thank God I don't have to commute anymore. I'll work from home. That's awesome. Right. And then they said, well, we're going to close that office. And I said, well, good. I don't have to even show up. <laughs> don't even have to. Don't have to do the Zoom anymore. So here we go again, though. Right. Yeah. Out of work. COVID. Yeah. Got to do this again. But regardless. Should, maybe I should call Walmart. See if they'll hire me back. I don't think I ticked them off. But that was that's where my head was at. So regardless uh, where we're in plenty or want. We're still praising God no matter what. Yes. We're thanking him that, that, that's for right. what we do have, that's right? A, that's exactly right. Now, it was even harder to land a new gig in my mind. It was only a year had gone by, but I figured this is going to be a lot harder. A, mm. I got to call Walmart. B, you know, I don't know. Well, and COVID. You yeah. Know. Speaking of COVID, you know, no one wanted to hire old people. That was actually being told by Fauci and other people were saying, be careful with old people because they're oh. kind of sensitive and, you know, they can get different diseases. And so the kids shouldn't be near the grandparents. Right. And so, it was, you know, that was just convincing everybody. Don't hire old people. They may catch COVID and die yeah. at work. And so that was going against me. Right. Uh, and if you remember, the experts were telling everybody to hide under the bed. That's just it. It was the death plague has been unleashed. I held a real estate license. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a real estate license, but that market had completely shut down uh, because they wouldn't let you actually show physical homes. Right. Okay. Yeah. You had to set up these tours and do it online. No one wanted to have a meeting. Right. And the people selling their house didn't want any COVID introduced into their space. Into their house that they into were selling. Into their house that ah, they were selling. Yeah. So everything was done online and I decided I'm not playing that game. I'm just not. Yeah, and so I wasn't going to spend the money to have all these videos made, and so I just I just put the my license on hold and said I'm not doing that, uh, and so I took a delivery job. <clears throat> Talk about humbly, I took a delivery job at a local car dealership delivering parts to mechanics. Right, I didn't have to talk to anybody. I didn't have to see anybody. You, they, during COVID, we'd go pick up the parts, we'd throw them in the truck, take them over to all these mechanics. And just they all had tables outside or or a box you could put it in. They didn't want to sign the paperwork anymore. Stop. Right. (laughs) And so it was ideal. Right. Now, think about it. Here I am in driving in a little delivery van. Mm -hmm. I used to have a big old corporate office that overlooked Palm Beach Harbor. 
Jeez. and the yachts and you know right wow. and from the 21st floor or whatever 18th floor sorry uh and now i'm in this little thing that the transmission is going to fall out right <laughs> but i get to listen to any music i want i get to listen to any a podcast any news anything i want yeah i'm yep. in charge of my space cool that was cool yeah that was cool and so i like uh, that kind of thing and and i found out that i liked that kind of thing yes. i didn't know yeah. I, i've been in corporate world you never had that you were one meeting go to another meeting go to another meeting maybe around four o'clock you'll get your stuff done management quickly realized though or deducted that i had more to give skill wise mm-hmm. one guy said at the, the dealership fir- at the dealership okay and the first day i was there he said well you, you look like you could be a good salesperson yeah, <laughs> you know, because to get that job, I did not have to give them a resume. Call the guy. Hey, I saw your ad, right? And so they had no idea what my skills were. Yeah, uh, and all uh, you had to have was a driver's license and that, a fairly clean record, I suppose. But I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But I did have to do that drug test, and uh, they asked me if I wanted to get in sales, and I said no. Actually, no, because in my mind, that was the guys outside smoking cigarettes, waiting for somebody walk somebody in. to come in yeah and i said no i don't want to do that but you know what i would be happy to build out your outbound sales initiative and increase your fleet business say so, well they, they had no idea yeah seriously i'm not putting them down but they had no idea what i was talking about it's a different way of thinking and they had no idea no they had a fleet shop but there was there again that was three guys that waited for somebody to come in and go i saw the sign says fleet do you yeah. sell multiple trucks yeah yeah you'll Oh, really? So everybody had to come in. Yeah, nobody was out there trying to drum them up. Oh, interesting. Right? And that's what you did. So I sat down. They had no idea what I was talking about. And I said, I I laid out a plan of execution. I set my own objectives, my own measurements. Mm -hmm. How are we going to know if you're successful? Here's how you're going to know. I'm going to start by building you a a database of 500. Right? How are you going to do that? I'm going to go out to all these major uh, intersections. I'm going to sit there with my phone in my car and take pictures of every truck that drives by that has a logo on it. Then I'm going to look every one of those up and I'm going to put them in a spreadsheet for you. And then we're going to find out how many trucks they have. And then I'm going to go call on them personally. I mean, it was like, say what? That was the plan. And, right? And, and so they said, well, okay, we'll give you a little rope to hang yourself. And then you come back every week and report how you're doing. I said, fine. That was it. I didn't have to go to sales meetings. I didn't have to attend any meetings. You didn't so, have to be told what to do. No one told me what to do because I had no idea what to tell me. Right. And I already had it figured out. Mm-hmm. So the first year, I delivered a million, million and a half in sales. The second year was two and a half, 2.7 actually. By the third year, it was four million. And, and this Unsupervised is for, more than anybody in the store, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, those guys smoking and cigarettes not, out front didn't have $4 million in sales. No, no, no. no. And I wasn't making, I, I, you know what? I was not making a commission. They said, well, how much do you want to get paid on all that? I said, your guys are paid commission. Oh, yeah, they're a paid commission. They have a little stipend, and then we pay them a commission. I said, well, I want to be paid by the hour. What? Hmm. I said, yeah, I don't want to compete with them. Hmm. If I'm commission-based, they're going to think I'm holding the good ones, or they're going to think I'm getting, you know, I want them to know I'm working for them. Basically, I'm going to go out and find these leads and I'm going to give the leads to the guys that actually do the paperwork because I'm not doing any paperwork. Mm. I'm just bringing them over the fence. I'm going hunting. I'll bring you some deer. I'll throw it over the fence and then I'm back in the woods. <laughs> they can cut it. And they can butcher it. They can do whatever they want. Okay. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting dirty. Interesting. Right. So I agreed to work for an hourly wage. Hmm. And they could not believe that, right? That I would do that. Mm, interesting. Um, and because to me, it was just uh, the easiest way to go. So in 2022, 
you and I started one day closer. Right. Now just think about this for just a minute. We started one day closer and within a year, without any marketing, without any promotion, without any money, other than what we invested in the first three months of radio. Right. We're heard in 21 countries. Yeah. Has that got anything to do with territory? You, you think increase it ex- our territory? Expanded our borders? Hello. Yeah. Uh, we are heard in 21 countries, and we're speaking truth to stupid and sharing biblical insight and perspective without apology to people we don't even know. In yep. Singapore, Thailand, yep. uh, Australia. There's some crazy places. There's right? some places we don't even know. The United States <laughs> is our biggest place, but I mean, we are in other places, and it's not just a one-hit wonder. We've got multiple, we've got people that keep listening from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. You know, over and over and over. It's not just one hit and it, we never saw them again. Right. They keep coming back, right. and we're going, how in the world? So here's my point. I think it's safe to say that God answered and continues to answer and bless the Jabez prayer. Nice. When you consider my new global territory that we're reaching the world and all this other stuff, God will never let us down. He promises us his strength, his peace, his comfort, and his presence. All we need to do is depend on him. If we'll just lean, you can't break God by leaning on his promises. You just can't. Yeah, They're extremely flexible. What we need is the refined ability to hear his voice. And so in the Jabez prayer, what he did is, I don't know if I can hear your voice, but I know that you don't want, you you didn't come to cause pain, God. Mm. You're not about pain. Everybody else is getting more territory. Everybody else is trying to do whatever the best they can. And I just want you to help me do the best I can. Be the best me I can be, right? Regardless of where I'm at. And by the way, wherever I'm at, if you could just increase my territory, not because I'm a greedy, but because I want more responsibility. I want uh, bigger challenges. I want you to force me to take on uh, more responsibility and, and to call on you more. The bigger jobs you take on, the bigger tasks you take on, the, the, the more you stick your neck out, the more you need God. That's right. Because you're not going to do it by yourself, right? And so if you know that, and you said, but you got to hold my hand. You got to walk with me. You got to be with me. Yep, yep. God will say, let's do, let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Every time God will tell you, let's, let's do this. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. That's a fantastic story. There you go. I love that testimony. Well, we are going to say goodbye for today. Uh, we will see you next time. We want to, to remember that we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to get in the Word, and we're going to remember that we are one day closer. We have a job to do. Until Until somebody does it for us. No. Until we don't. Until we don't. There'll be no war. There'll be no chains. When Jesus comes, let today be the day. Come for the weak and the strong just say, and all will believe in the power of his name.